Insights for Building Your Patient's Medical Home. I'm Lori. And I'm Michelle, and we're with the Alberta Medical Association. Well, Michelle, you and Brad went on another road trip mm-hmm. and visited Dr. Sarah Smith. That's right, and we talked to her about how she's been doing some really interesting things with her care plan, um, specifically sharing it uh, outside of her patient's medical home and the value that that has had for her. In fact, I think probably surprising value that <laughs> that has had for her. Yeah, Michelle, I took a listen to the footage and I was really struck by the continuity theme mm-hmm. uh, that was throughout and the informational continuity, so the information flowing um, between providers in this case, mm-hmm. and so that happening inside the clinic as well as outside the clinic. Yeah, and how it really um, is patient-centered because it takes all of that responsibility uh, you know, out of the patient's hands uh, when, when providers are sharing information directly. Yeah, I love that she provided a lot of uh, details about her own processes. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's a lot of really tangible things that if there are any docs out there, any clinics out there who want to start doing work like this, uh, she details them here in the podcast and uh, something you can start trying as early as tomorrow. Exactly. Or today, or if today. you're listening in the morning. <laughs> so let's, let's not delay any longer then. Let's hear what Dr. Sarah Smith has to say. It's Michelle here, and joining us today is Dr. Brad Baylor as our co-host. Hi, Michelle. Hello. And we're so excited to have Dr. Sarah Smith joining us today. And Sarah, why don't we start by having you just tell us a little bit about yourself. Sure. Uh, My name is Dr. Sarah Smith. I am a family physician currently in Edson, Alberta. And I'm originally from Australia, and I've been a family doc for around 10 years, maybe longer. Great. Um, And we are really excited to have you tell us the story, your story about your care plan and the journey that you've been on around that. So how did that all begin? Mm -hmm. So complex care plans are for our patients who have complex health issues. That's the particular um, billing item that you can use. Complex care plans came about... I've used them for a number of years, but I really started using them more frequently because the pharmacists in Edson were doing some of their own complex care plans. And I noticed that the information on those complex care plans was missing such a huge amount of information that the patient had, their problem list and their other complex needs. And I realized that it's probably the job of the family physician as the owner of the entire medical chart to be the one who helps those uh, other members of the team understand the patient better. So that's where my interest in complex care plans came from. Hmm. Did you have any, any conversations with any of the pharmacists kind of leading into this work? Had you had any encounters about what you were seeing from them or how it was impacting the work you were trying to do with your patients? So a a little bit before I started doing care plans, I would write back to them based on their care plans, kind of with question marks and, um, okay, I think you didn't quite understand what was going on for the patient. And they had had conversations back with me that it relied on what the patient told them. Mm. And also the reason for the medication prescription, the patient had to declare to the pharmacist why they were on that medication. And so there was often that disjointed information 
it showed me that my patients may not understand why they're on medication and the pharmacist doesn't understand why they're on the medication. So it was a good prompting and good conversation. Right. So it's a really good example of, of you had information kind mm-hmm. of in, um, in your setting that really informed what the pharmacist was trying to do with the medications, but they didn't have that, that kind of same information. And then that created the confusion between you and the pharmacy and the, and the patient. So, so tell us a little bit more about how you set out to, to challenge kind of how things were, were working in your community. Yeah. So, uh, in the EMR of the medical clinic, I get consultation notes which aren't on the net care which we have in Alberta, which is something pharmacists, I believe, can access most of the information on that. But it doesn't have all the information. It doesn't have the old records, and it doesn't have that continuity that I have with my patients about their health issues. Uh, so the complex care plan The document that is provided to us isn't the the template I use because I like to actually make it very easy and clear in patient language so the pharmacist can understand, highlights who all the team players are. Uh, So I started doing those documents and intentionally got permission from the patient to be able to share that with community pharmacists and the other team members, like our PCN staff, uh, the diabetic nephropathy clinic in town, Um, the specialists and the cover letter would go please review the information I'm sending you please let me know if I've got it wrong Mm. please let me know if you're dealing with other issues that I don't know about and then fax me back that information Hmm. I was just going to ask you logistics around that so you mentioned fax so Mm -hmm. do you fax that cover letter with the care plan with the care plan so that signed copy of the care plan uh, and a front sheet that then goes yes we're still on fax unfortunately (laughs) it's easy Um, and you mentioned also you get permission from the patient so what does that look like so the very bottom of the document is a consent and I ask the patient if you are happy for me to share this with your care plan team that we've highlighted on this document so Mm -hmm. they know exactly who it's going to sign this and tick the box yes And if they sign it and tick it, then I can send it. Do you ever have anyone say, no, no, I'm not going to? Yeah, absolutely I do. Not many. Most of them actually want their care plan sent to their pharmacist. And they're like, oh, yes, please, please send it to my pharmacist. They're always looking at me funny when I get that particular medication or whatever. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It's helpful to them. Yeah. Yeah. So overall, patient response has been pretty good. Yes. Occasionally, maybe some some wouldn't want to share. Some some want it private, and and that's okay. That yeah, they may not be the most complex patients either, and that's okay too. Yeah. Hmm. So as you as you've done that and you've sent stuff out mm-hmm. to the specialist or pharmacist, um, what's come back your way? I'm interested. What, what kind of things have you learned by doing this? For sure. Uh, so I have a couple of pharmacists in town who are excellent, and I will get back that care plan with writing all over it. Okay. And I actually <laughs> like that. So they'll say, no, this person hasn't filled that script for over six months, and no, that dose is incorrect as of their last admission from the city when they were discharged. Um, so that's very helpful. Yeah. So from a pharmacist's point of view, they're checking on compliance, they're checking on dosage, they're feeding back to me about that with the patient. They've often had a conversation with the patient themselves at that point and verified things with them as well. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll have the diabetic nephropathy clinic um, 
they send me back information. We got your care plan. We're, we like the plan. We're working on the same issues. We also are working on this or that issue. And so we add that to the care plan and we have that conversation with the patient next time they're in. So we're all working on the same problem list, yeah. which is really helpful. Yeah. So it sounds like you have both been able to improve the care that your patients receive outside of your medical home, if you mm-hmm. will, but also been the recipient of good information that's helped you do your job yeah. uh, better within the clinic. Um, just interested because there's a time investment in doing this work. So yes. there's a time investment in the creation of it and um, uh, you know in the maintenance of it. So talk to me around what made you want to invest that time and effort and staff time and effort in doing that? So a little bit about how the, how it's actually done mm-hmm. by whom in the clinic and what made you want to, uh, to do that? Yeah, so the bottleneck of creating these documents is that search of the chart and putting all of those problems in and all of the past medical history in. So that really is a bottleneck for physicians, but it's not physician work. So I actually went ahead and hired an MOA who did that uh, complex care plan construction and chart review on my behalf with training from me. Um, And that was a process but that can be done off-site and after hours so it actually makes it very easy to hire an MOA to do that for you Uh, so that was very helpful to me second thing was getting the patient in so explaining to them that they were coming in for a review of their health issues and a conversation around health promotion and I really love the consultation that happens with the complex care plan so it's a motivational health interview we bring them in I check there's nothing else they need to talk to me about first because sometimes we have to delay the complex care plan talk and then we show them the document say here's your current health conditions these are the meds you're on for each of those conditions these are the team players that I know about for your health conditions and they're often insightful I've missed a few and that's kind of interesting and then we have a talk about what are you working on with your health this year and then we make a plan around that how can I help you with that is my next question for each of the pieces that they've identified. And working with my MOA over the last year, looking at those people who've had a care plan and watching their weight come down and they stop smoking and they're no longer eligible for a care plan is amazing. Mm. It's the most satisfying part of my job. Out of 17 years of doing this, I have finally got the best job satisfaction ever. That's awesome. So it's been that. And that was a piece of information I wasn't expecting at the start. I wasn't expecting such amazing results, but my patients are amazing. Like the uh, heart attack patient who's still smoking and he says, I want to give up smoking. I'm like, wow, he really answered that question. And how are you going to do that? And he'll have a plan and then I'll be able to support that. And he does. And that's amazing. Sarah, you mentioned, you mentioned motivational interviewing. Mm -hmm. Where, where did your exposure to that uh, come in? How did you learn that? We get a little bit of it throughout our training. Mm -hmm. We get a little bit of that through the, uh, conference I went to last year we did a little more a little bit more about the motivational health interview Mm -hmm. and then watching some podcast videos how other doctors do it uh, watching the students do it because they get some training as well Um, and just refining that and my language around it the way I want to do it with my patients uh, just in the last year just how I've wanted to do that have you have you noticed a a change a difference since you've started using it oh yes yes the patients actually do the work what are you working on with your health this year is not about me preaching at them anymore it's about Mm. them taking up what they want to achieve and working towards it 
Very, very few of the patients I've worked with have not been able to identify at least one health goal. Great. So you've 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 all of a sudden started working with a team. Mm -hmm. You've all of a sudden started creating these care plans and sharing them. Um, You know, in addition to that, it sounds like even the way you're interacting with your patients is different. The motivational interviewing, yes, as opposed to uh, to a different way of doing medicine, and you're seeing results. And, I'm and seeing enjoying. great results. And yeah. those, um, the chart, seeing the blood pressure come down or the weight come down or the HbA1c come down and being able to print that out of my EMR, the patients love that. They take home this little extra piece of information. This may be the, the kind of one last thing for me. I, I, I wonder about the efficiency of the work. So if you think about when you did this work with these complex people before and you didn't have your MOA and you didn't have your plan but you're still responsible for yes. them versus kind of how you're doing things now um, maybe walk us through what have been the changes in in the kind of efficiency of how you can help these individuals yeah so uh, it's difficult when a patient comes in and they're complex and you can't remember all of their problems mm-hmm. and trying to remember all of the pieces of their health having a single document that has everything listed in a very easy format for me has made that very fast. It's helped my continuity with my patients because I've got to know them and their chart and their other health issues really well. Um, That care plan is then given to another MOA who updates the problem list in the chart so other practitioners within the environment of the clinic know the health issues really quickly as well and that helps them if they're seeing my complex patients. I've identified a second physician in the a clinic who will look after my complex patients when I'm away. So we have nice. this group team, a little team amongst a team, uh, so that he knows my patients and my strategy and the way I write my notes and can help if I'm away. Uh, I have another MOA who updates things like screening. So if I've got identified that this person's colonoscopies do, we put that on a recall system. And so that helps us in efficiency, so I don't have to remember that bit every time. It's being mm-hmm. done for me in the background. It's interesting you mentioned um, when we're talking about patients' medical home, you mentioned the, the improvement in, in relational continuity. So you're making sure that your patients are seeing you as often as possible and the team you're surrounding yourself mm-hmm. with. And so they've got that relationship. But what you described to us with the, uh, the care plan is a beautiful example of informational continuity. So you're, you're really hitting the continuity mm-hmm. uh, hard, which is fantastic. Yeah. Whether or not you even knew that you were, you were doing that. Well, as part of the patient might identify that they want to move more this year, but they have restrictions. So we then can refer to the PCN team who's doing the exercise program in town um, and add them to the team. His, you know, yeah. for example, uh, I'll send it off to the specialist, and the specialist that identify, oops, I haven't seen them for two years. I better recall that mm, patient, <laughs> and has an up to date of all the health issues that have happened since. So they like it too. And I get mm. some letters back from the cardiologist saying, "Thanks for the care plan. We've oh. recalled the patient. <laughs> oops." Wow, that's fantastic. Again, like just a beautiful example of continuity in action. Mm-hmm. So we really want to thank you for coming and and sharing your story with us. That was really really inspiring Mm -hmm. and and we hope to hear more from you in the future sounds good thanks very much having me thanks so much for tuning in check out the show notes for links to the tools resources and websites that were referenced in this podcast 
Also, we'd love to hear from you. Leave us a comment, tell us what you thought and what you'd like to hear more about. And until next time, grab your hammer and keep building one nail at a time.